Hey, this is Allison. And this is Britt. These are the true stories about the good, the bad, and the funny. Shared by you, but told by us. This is GabFest. Hey Gabbers. Welcome back. We're happy to be here. Yeah. And we're ready to bust some myths for you. Yes. And just like a little um, precursor or a little disclaimer, no, we don't fact check. So when we we find answer number one via Google, yes, that's what we're going with. Right. So just keep in mind, this is a comedy podcast. (laughs) Not informational. (laughs) Feel free to not bet your life on any of these things. major life decisions based on these. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think you're making life decisions based on myths. Like don't swim 30 minutes after you eat, you've eaten. Actually, that is life threatening. Never mind. Um, (laughs) we'll we'll address that later because that's on my list actually. Okay. okay. But before we get into it, do you have any great someday you'll laugh about this moments? Um, today in Pilates, uh, this lady came up to me afterwards and she goes, I haven't been for a couple of weeks because mm-hmm. I've had to work, but I've been proud of my husband because he's been coming by himself to, to Pilates. Do- yeah. She was by himself. Well, I mean, without me, have you noticed he's been here? And I said, oh yeah, uh-huh. I've totally seen him. And she goes, he is just determined not to give up oh. because Pilates is so hard. It is very hard. And she goes, the first day I brought him, he threw up after your class. Oh, no. I go, oh, no. my jaw oh, dropped. No. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing too about Pilates. It's just, you're, you're doing your muscles. You're using your muscles and utilizing them way different than you ever have, especially men. Yeah. So he was probably accessing areas that That he didn't know existed. And he was probably like releasing some major lactic acid buildup in his muscles. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. With the stretching. And Uh again, for men, Typically, they're not like stretching their muscles, and Pilates is all about that. You're lengthening, yeah, you're and- lengthening, and then strengthening. Yes, versus just crunch, crunch, crunch. Correct. With bicep curls and whatever. And she goes, "He's he's a concrete worker. He's yeah. in good shape." But see, it's, it's but, bulk. It's yeah. stiff. It's she's not- like, but that really threw him. Yeah. And I said, "Well, it's probably great for him because good. his work is probably very hard on his body. Probably, yeah." And I said, "Well, I'm really proud of him too because if I would have thrown up after a class, there's a good chance I wouldn't have come back." Uh-huh. <laughs> So that was kind of funny today. Yeah, that's funny. And then I also received a gift um, from this guy in my class. And um, don't mm. give me that look. He's, he has gray hair. Um, mm. <laughs> he's elderly. Um, mm. he, he has like, he gave me a, a homegrown lavender sachet. Hey, I've done that. I've given those. And Okay, don't worry. Little- he's not after you. <laughs> was after every person that I gave a fresh lavender sachet to. No, I was meaning like, you aren't his type. I (laughs) don't think. I mean, Um, I don't want to assume. Yeah. I don't want to presume, but. Yeah. He goes, this is for you. And it was one of those little like pouches Mm -hmm. and fresh lavender. Yeah. I was like, wow. I'm drying some lavender currently Uh to put into a sachet. (laughs) For my sock drawer. So, and I did that for some friends on a girl's trip. So that's what I'm saying. Don't worry, Britt. I don't think he likes you like that. I don't that. think that either. I thought he was just being a friendly old man. Yeah. Maybe he'll take you to the theater. <laughs> Maybe he just really enjoys Pilates. Maybe you stink and he thinks you need yeah, some lavender like, sachets in hey, your... Stinky, stinky, swampy <laughs> booty lady. Yeah. Here's something to freshen up a subtle hint. Oh, that... Oh I'm gosh. kidding. I'm kidding. That's cute. <laughs> no, you probably are just a great teacher making people throw, throw up, up and inspiring them to bring you gifts. <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> I will definitely share my experience um, at another day. I'm. It's like kind of still emotional. Right. No. Mm-hmm. 
not emotional, but kind of, mm-hmm. I'm like, have so many feelings. I'm so exhausted from my like major hike that I did. And there are some really funny and like crazy things along the way. And so I will be sharing that on a future episode, but I just got done like too three soon. days ago and too I'm soon. like, I don't know that I could make it funny yet. Okay. Too soon. We, we'll get TBD. Stay tuned. On the hike recap. Yep. All right. Well, should we get into our subject? Let's do it. All right. So I think it's really funny. Um, how many of us live by myths that we just heard one time? Exactly. A long time ago from this an actually, unknown source or someone on the playground. This actually came up yesterday at work. It always does, but I'm telling you, the universe <laughs> has its way. Because I don't know how it came up. I think there was a story about Adidas brand. Okay. Coming down the pipe at work. Oh, are you going to go the Hitler thing? No. I mean, that kind of plays into it. But, okay. Um, they, a couple of my coworkers were like, I think actually Adidas is named after the founder. His name is right. like Adida. Is it like something <laughs> right. like that? And they're like, it looks like his actual name was Adolf and he changed it. And then my coworkers like, well, I would have too. Same. And, I, and I said, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I thought Adidas stood for all day I dream about soccer. Well, I got a lot of laughs. <laughs> And I said, no one else has heard that? <laughs> Didn't you ever hear that? No. I, I you go, were a soccer player, though, yeah, so you were more true. in the world of I soccer. I was in, if you know, you know. You know what All I mean? All day I dream about, about soccer. soccer. Not a bad and, acronym. I mean, I had probably heard that in third grade. Right. And just always, always thought, thought it was true. Right. I think it's probably more likely that it is named after the founder. Myth number one, busted. All right. I'm going to just bring up another myth. So one myth that I liked would be glad to debunk okay. is chocolate gives you acne. How many of us have heard this? Me. I Me. remember, uh, yeah, as a junior high person, I was like, okay, I guess I better lay off. Right. I mean, it probably is good in general. Well, I don't lay off, disagree but- that sugary and bad things throw off your gut biome, <laughs> microbiome, yeah. Yeah. and then affect your hormones and then affect your, your skin. Yeah. But chocolate itself... I don't think is going to break you out. But how many of us heard that in the 90s? Like everybody. Right. So this study from businessinsider.com okay. sounds legit. Very legit. Says for one month, scientists fed dozens of people candy bars containing 10 times the usual amount of chocolate. Wow. Can I be in that right. group? So why am I only getting like asked to do some wisdom teeth without medication study? <laughs> That's the only study I've ever been like asked about or yeah. looked into. Right. Um, and, but like, how about <laughs> scientists feeding me 10 times the normal amount, amount of, of chocolate? Yes. And it says, also, why are these candy bars not on the shelves? They also gave them dozens what, with 10 times the amount or whatever. Yes. Um, and then it said, and they also were fed dozens of other fake chocolate bars. So just basically a lot of chocolate. Mm-hmm. And it said, when they counted the zits before <laughs> and after each diet, there was no difference between nice. the two groups. Neither the chocolate nor the fat seemed to have any effect on acne. Mm-hmm. It may have had an effect on something else. Yeah. On your body. <laughs> But as far as acne goes, chocolate is not, chocolate's not the worst thing you can do. No. Let me just tell you. No. Got, it doesn't have as much sugar no. and carbs as like, I don't know, Sour Patch watermelons. Right. And so just don't feel guilty. And dark chocolate has antioxidants. Yes, it does. Uh, <laughs> and is hey. that a myth? <laughs> no, it isn't. It isn't. It's but, not. But then people like, just you just I, ate I straight don't dark that. chocolate. Uh-huh. You're not going to be satisfied. You're right. I like actually have a coworker. I like. I've learned to like dark chocolate, mm-hmm. but it wasn't initially like something I was 
super excited about. <laughs> I've always liked dark chocolate. I have a coworker that says dark chocolate doesn't taste good. He goes, mm. but when you're done eating it, for some reason, the aftertaste makes you want more. Yeah. So and maybe so I need you to, end up eating to... more dark chocolate than you would milk chocolate. Maybe. Because maybe it's like just bitter enough, not so sweet. Like mm-hmm. a milk chocolate thing, you're kind of like, whoa, mm, I'm I've done. never experienced that. <laughs> <laughs> You've never hit your threshold no. of milk chocolate. <laughs> no. Okay. This is a myth that I think most of us will will be familiar with. It says, mm-hmm. myth, if you touch a baby bird, its mother will abandon it because of the smell of a human. Right. I feel like that's been proven. No? Well, this says, well, I mean, this isn't as legit as businessinsider.com. This is buzzfeed.com. Okay. Um, but it, it says, according to the Scientific American, I think it's a magazine or um, a news source, uh, the pre- this prevalent belief that scent of humans leads to nest abandonment is for the birds <laughs> and, denies bas- <laughs> and denies basic bird biology and animal parents innate drive to nurture their broods. Because mm. yeah, I mean, as people, if a kid smells weird, you're not like, and I abandon it. But have you ever had the desire to nurse a baby bird to health? Yeah, but has anybody actually nursed the baby bird to health? No, they nurse it for two days, put their heart and soul into and it, and it dies. It. Still. <laughs> there have been a couple times in my neighborhood where we found stray birds, okay. stray baby birds. Yeah. And I kind of have wanted to see what happens because I feel like I've seen a YouTube video where this woman takes care of it and this swallow returns to her porch often because that's like it's mom now. Birds having like flyaway home fantasies. <laughs> Remember that so, movie? Yes. We talked about it. Yeah, not too long ago. Yeah, what is happening? And, um, so it seems like my kids always find it. And I kind of, I don't have the bandwidth currently to nurse a baby bird to right. help and to, and to adolescence or whatever. So my kids, they did their best. They took dried up mealworms. Mm-hmm. They added water. Idea. They added water. And, and then they put and it they in cr- their mouth they crushed- and they fed it to the baby bird from their mouth. <laughs> they they smushed it up so it was more like a baby food consistency. Mm-hmm. And they gave it to the baby bird and it ate it. Really? But I don't know the status of the baby bird because it was at my neighbor's house. And because when you're like a tween, you have other things to do. Mm-hmm. Typically. Yeah. You're yeah. not going to camp out <laughs> with the bird. Well, let's talk about the swimming one because you had talked about the swimming one about the crank getting cramps and like drowning if you yeah. mm-hmm. after you eat debunked because this according to bestlifeonline.com said though it's com- a commonly held belief that your muscles will cramp because you just ate um, and that you shouldn't swim right after eating, this just isn't true, no matter how many times your parents said it was. Yes, the body requires extra blood in order to digest, but not nearly enough to prevent the muscles in your arms and legs from working as they should. <laughs> right. So, I mean, that's, yeah, you'd be having to. Like, you might have a side ache, but I think your will to live will, will overcome, overcome. <laughs> the side ache. <laughs> um, like, it might not be the most pleasant thing, and you might do you might one of those. hurry to shore. You might want to, you might end up doing one of those barf belches. <laughs> Gross. In the pool, as we've seen a lot of kids Disgusting. do. Yeah. But I don't, yeah, I don't think you're going to drown. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how many of us have done this and nothing bad has happened? This is a myth. Cracking your knuckles makes them bigger and gives you arthritis. False. Correct. Yeah. I did not ever believe that one. Oh, you didn't? No, I kind of was worried. genetic. Yeah, that's true. Arthritis is genetic. Absolutely. And also based on a lot of what you've eaten your whole life. Uh-huh. Like if we you've eaten some, a lot of inflammatory... Some, I was going to say, we need in, <laughs> Inflammatory foods. Yeah. Couldn't get that word out. <laughs> um, then yes. And we have a history of arthritis. In our family. In yeah. our family. And we were told this about cracking your knuckles. Well, cr- yeah. Yeah. You guys, our mom 
hated the fact that we cracked our knuckles so uh-huh. much that she was going to take us to Disneyland if we quit. Yeah. And we didn't. And we didn't quit. <laughs> what in the hell you- are we thinking? I don't know if I believed. Yeah. you. We weren't committed to the process. Yeah. I didn't know for of, sure. If- of healing our body from arthritis. By abstaining from popping those knuckles. But I don't have do- any finger pain do you, currently. Do you pop your knuckles? I'm popping it right now. Yeah, I pop my knuckles. Um, You still do? Yeah. Okay, I do and too. And my toes. I don't know, sort of on my toes. Um, But it says the pop in a knuckle crack is caused by bubbles bursting in the synovial fluid. Oh, I would think that would make you sick talking about this. Well, I'm reading it. <laughs> Um, but <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm making it happen. And so that's the fluid that helps lubricate your joints. Okay. So um, actually you're like scooching that lube maybe all around. Scooch, yeah. Just kind of spreading out. Yep. Um, the bubbles pop when you pull the bones apart or stretch them back or forward or whatever, creating like negative pressure. Okay. So I don't think it's doing anything bad. Right. But I mean, it might be kind of nails on a chalkboard for people. If right. You're sitting next to a nail cracker at the office or whatever. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, n- another myth. You don't digest gum for, for seven, seven years. years. Is not that not true? true? It says, um, you no longer, same website, you no longer have to fret over that piece of gum you accidentally swallowed or purposely swallowed. <laughs> I have been a gum swallower my whole life. I don't do it on purpose, but, well, I know, but I know there has been some that's gone down. I just, a lot of times I'm like, I don't have anything to spit in and I'm not going to spit on the ground mm-hmm. for my jaw's step getting, in. My jaw's getting tired. Yeah. Flavor's gone. And I'm like, it's. Smaller than a lot of the food I swallow, Mm -hmm. you know? Anyway, it said, while it's often been said that your body takes several years, seven is the number you've likely heard most, to digest gum, that's a common myth. According to the Mayo Clinic, again, that sounds pretty legit, your body actually can't digest gum at all. So it's it's infinite years. Well, no. (laughs) It says, you see, gum doesn't stay in your stomach. It just moves quickly through your digestive system and exits through your stool. Oh. So it doesn't break it down. It just kind of whoop. Oh, okay. And here's the thing. I figured that out to be true when my little girl, she loved gum when she was like very little. Yeah. And she would get into like my bag and like get lots of gum. Yeah. And just swallow it. (laughs) And so I was changing her diaper one day and in her poop were these little pink, she'd gotten like bubble gum and Uh there were little pink pieces of like fully formed bubble gum. And I'm like, well, so much for seven years because she's like 18 months old. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're like already myth debunked. Right. right. But I, I always just assumed until right now. Yeah. I would love to know the origin story of these. Right. Like was someone just like same thing, like so sick of their kids swallowing gum and being like, that can't be good for them. So I'm just going to really scare them. Uh-huh. You know? Uh-huh. Um, well, this myth says you can detox your body from toxins. It's a myth. Oh, Britt, you are going to have some hate because I th- I do things that I think I I'm feel detoxing. like I do too. This said, oh my gosh, you're going to have so many people after you right now. Guys, don't get after me. I'm get kidding. after BuzzFeed. I've done lots of like detox baths and uh-huh. I do, I've done foot zoning and it just says repeated diarrhea and frequent urination does not indicate toxins are leaving your body. Okay. You're what liver- about sweating. Right now it's just talking about diarrhea and urine. <laughs> Um, oh, good. If your liver Keep and going. it says your liver and kidneys do the job. If your liver is not functioning or you have a kidney disorder, obviously you need help. But it <laughs> it won't. <laughs> thank obviously, you, thank you, BuzzFeed.com. Call a doctor. Um, but also, how do you know that? <laughs> um, but it won't be teas that someone on Instagram is boasting about. Okay. Yeah, I get that. I've I've never really felt like maybe digestively you could detox, but mm-hmm. I've always thought that like by Sweating okay, so like it a out. lot of people swear right now about like hot cold therapy, mm-hmm. uh, detoxification through sweating. 
mm-hmm. perspiring, whatever. But but this says the truth is, unless you're an, uh, a heroin addict or at risk <laughs> or at risk of alcohol poisoning, you probably don't need a detox because your body's. We're all do doing. It. We're all doing pretty. Just good. Make sure your liver functions on point, kidney functions on point. It, it they should like it's be doing do their job. There you go. So I mean. If it feels good, so if you feel like this green tea, Epsom salt, whatever, right. apple cider vinegar feels good on your body, then I don't see the harm. But it's saying you may not need to go to those lengths if you don't want to. Well, there you go. Don't be mad, Allison. I'm not mad. I just am. That one has me a little taken aback. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> just because I feel like it's very hot right now. Like we're uh-huh. hearing so much about like all the toxins in our environment mm-hmm. and like how we have to get rid of them and that our bodies can't get rid of certain toxins and you know and uh-huh. so i guess you look at it like the gum it just doesn't do anything it just flushes it out yeah well and i mean i it, i always joke around about that in my like pilates and bar classes because that room gets stuffy yeah and so we end up sometimes doing hot pilates or hot bar you know kind <laughs> unintentionally. of unintentionally and i'm like don't worry guys we are clearing our body of toxins i just well, kind of yeah, joke around you about that things you've heard for uh-huh. so long that you're like because mm-hmm. de- it makes sense i mean I'm, like I'm logically spreading falsehoods yes you are <laughs> no wonder he threw up <laughs> Oh gosh. <laughs> okay. Well, this one is a kicker because I I believed this for a long time, and then as as I got to be an adult, I was like, yeah, that doesn't sound right. This myth of you swallow eight spiders a year. Oh yeah, while I've sleeping. Uh huh. And so I've heard people have such a phobia of that that they sleep with like nylons on their head, like bank robbers. Well, mouth taping is a big thing right now, uh-huh. which yeah. also could be debunked because a lot of people are on the fence about it. Some uh-huh. people are like, don't tape your mouth shut. Uh huh. It feels like your skin might. Well, there's specific mouth tape now. Yeah, it's true. But if you're going DIY with duct tape, it yeah. might affect your skin negatively. Well, then if you're going DIY with duct tape, again, I don't feel bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a personal choice and you probably could have gone and gotten some like ankle tape or something. First aid tape meant for skin. <laughs> but anyway, if you are afraid of that, then if you're maybe you mouth tape. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But this says that um, you don't need to be an arachnophobe to be creeped out by the idea that you unknowingly swallow eight spiders in your sleep every year on average, but fear no more because there's no truth to that notion. According to Scientific American, those eight-legged webbed spinners don't intentionally (laughs) try to come into contact with humans and the vibrations that come from a sleeping person would probably frighten a spider. Mm -hmm. So while it's plausible that you could swallow a spider in your sleep, it's not likely, nor is there any factual evidence that you gulp down eight a year. And it's like, yeah, why eight? And how, how do you track that? Right. Cause like, well, I was asleep. So, right. So unless someone's doing a sleep study on you and videoing you and watching spiders crawl into your mouth and not (laughs) intervening. And in that situation, you're dead to me. Yeah. A hundred percent. Just like the spider that's now in my gut. You know I, what I mean? If you, cause if you, yeah, like yeah, you take a step back that? and you say, how did they figure that out? Right. But instead you're just horrified by the news. <laughs> and, and so then you're like, you have, oh my gosh. Now you have insomnia. Yeah. Cause you're too scared that spiders are crawling in your mouth. Right. No, really. That is a weird thing to come up with. Yeah. Whoever came up with that in the first place, curse you because you've cursed us all. Yeah. <laughs> right. And being a little bit scared to go to sleep at mm-hmm, night. Mm-hmm. Well, have you heard that MSG is bad for you? All the time. This says. And poor Chinese restaurants have been <laughs> taken, taken the brunt of Villainized. that. Okay. But according to the Seattle Times. You want to say what MSG is? <laughs> Do you know what it's short for? Um, it's like it mono, monosodium glutamite or something. It's a chemical. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and it said um, the main source of MSG in America is processed food. And it said one of the most unfortunate things that MSG does is make really terrible food taste really good. Uh-huh. So it's saying maybe it's not like the MSG. It's actually just bad quality food 
that MSG is making edible. Right. And so then everyone's like, well, all of it has MSG in it. So it must be the MSG. Yeah. What's the common denominator here? They think it's the MSG. MSG. Uh-huh. But really the MSG is like, I'm trying to make this better. Yeah. And then <laughs> it's saying the quote was, this is where we start to get the association in America. that MSG is bad for you when it's really just hanging out with food that's bad for you. It's, you know, a, it's all in the company you keep. Yeah. <laughs> You know, if you ever want to teach someone about, you know, reputation and... Um, yeah, just use the MSG analogy. <laughs> MSG analogy. Love it. Yeah. But who knows? Well, that's like on New Girl when when she goes to that Chinese restaurant that keeps giving her the flyers and she's yeah. like freaking out on them. Mm-hmm. And she's like, your sign says no MSG and I see MSG. And he goes, gosh, Chinese food is MSG. Yeah. I don't know what else to do. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, apparently that's what they use for flavoring a lot. I don't know. No shade on Chinese restaurants. I love Panda Express a lot. (laughs) What's your go-to at Panda? Like what's like your favorite dish? It's hard because we end up getting this smorgasbord of a lot of um, popular ones because of my family. We just end up getting like orange chicken chicken and sesame chicken. I love a beef and broccoli. Mm -hmm. I actually do like their beef and broccoli Mm -hmm. a lot. I love like the... Green bean um, and shrimp, yes. like combo. I mean, it, uh, yeah, green bean and like shrimp combos. Yeah, they're well, good. Well, there's one that I like that's super naughty. What is it? The Beijing beef. Oh, that, oh, that one's yummy. It's like breaded beef uh-huh. and it's spicy. Uh, yeah, I like that one. Is I, it bad for you or something? Well, it's breaded red meat. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, but but it, but it is good. I mean, bring on the breaded red meat with MSG. Yeah, and then I, I put, didn't show up to Pan and Express because like, I'm on a health kick. Yeah, and then I oh, yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> I'm not here to make good choices. <laughs> All right. Obviously, look where I am. Okay. All right. Next myth. Have you heard this one that a penny dropped from the top of the Empire State Building could kill someone? Yeah, I have. Because it like gets enough momentum that it would like go through your head. Well, I I didn't think it would impale someone. I I thought thought it it would like knock it hard enough through their brain that they might. Gill. Um, I just thought maybe, you know, if you got hit with a baseball bat, that could kill you. And I thought maybe, yeah, the force, the velocity yeah, of it dropping. It says, well, we've all heard this one before, but it's just another myth to add to your list of fake facts. According to Scientific American, a penny is too small and flat for it to gain enough natural momentum to make any kind of fatal impact. At most, if you were hit, it might feel like being flicked in the forehead, <laughs> but not even very hard. <laughs> um, according to Lewis Bloomfield, who is a physicist at the university of virginia i believe professor sure. bloomfield for sure, sure. that's interesting <laughs> Professor bloomfield sounds like a professor in a book it does or a movie in a roll doll book yeah. <laughs> or a harry potter book professor bloomfield a <laughs> physics like come on yeah he had no other option than to be, be a physicist yeah a physicist a physics professor if he was a botanist that's the only way it would be better, better. mm-hmm well this is one and i think as you and i were kind of collaborating a little bit beforehand um there is a myth that bulls get angry when they see the color red. Yes. And that is not true, which makes you wonder why matadors would wave red capes. I think it's for show. It is. It's it's for a very the, striking color. Mm-hmm. It's the color of blood. And they're only, so it makes it seem more dangerous. Right. And like red's just kind of like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's an aggressive color. It's an aggressive color. And it's a... Well, know. I've heard that... I remember this could be a myth too, and uh-huh. I'm not busting it currently. Um, when I was in high school, a girl on my dance team was like, I heard that if you wear red, it makes people's heart rate, like their heartbeat faster. So like if you're going on a if date. If you're going on a date 
with someone you want to like you, wear a red outfit, well, have you ever their heard, heart will quicken. Have you ever heard of the red nail effect? Basically saying women in business and uh-huh. in stuff, paint your nails red. Okay. I need to look this up, but basically saying similarly like, or a red lip. It asserts dominance. It, it asserts attention. Uh-huh. And like you said, maybe a heart rate difference. Mm-hmm. And so people feel a little more intimidated around you mm-hmm. or, or just um, they stand at attention. Yeah. Or you. you're memorable to them. Yeah. So it's, it really is called like the red nail effect or something. Okay. So anyway, I could see why so they used red, it, maybe. but you're saying that the bull it's right. a bunch of okay. bull. So, yeah, sorry. Um, getting on back on track here. It said the truth is, according to live science, bulls, along with other cattle, are colorblind to red. Thus, the bull is likely irritated not by the color, but by the cape's movement as the matador whips it around. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would be annoying. He's like this He's like, guy in these sequin pants with this weird hat <laughs> is whipping this in my You're face. You're just agitating me. Let's, yeah, let's get him out of here. Right. This is one that I think will be interesting because. I heard this and I actually like kind of repeated it to my son the other day, even though I know it's not true. Okay. It says, have you ever been warned against shaving your arm hair or some kind of hair because it will grow back thicker? Yes. Okay. Well, it says, um, shaving your hair does, doesn't make it change in color, rate of growth or thickness. According again to the Mayo Clinic, all it does is give the hair a blunt tip because your hair naturally is thicker at the root and then thins, and then out. thins, and then thins out. Same thing with the hair on your head. That's yeah. why the ends break. Mm-hmm. So what you do is you just cut off that little thinner part. Mm-hmm. So I guess technically it's thicker, but it's not like every time you shave your legs, it's, it's creating thicker and thicker, thicker and, and thicker. Yeah. yeah. And if people say it's darker, it's likely because that hair has been below the surface. the surface of the skin and not exposed to sun or light. Okay. Do you have another one or do you want me to go? Oh, you can go. Okay. This is a myth. Tryptophan in Turkey makes you sleepy during Thanksgiving. False. False. Now it says actually chicken has more tryptophan than turkey. Oh. It's just we get really sleepy on Thanksgiving because we eat a lot. That sounds like a fact. Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember last year I literally was like, I need to lay down. I'm going to blow. After... <laughs> After Thanksgiving. <laughs> yes. It's like, I can't be upright uh-huh. right now. So if I'm laying down from being that full, my, I might fall asleep. Well, and it goes back to kind of the swimming one where when you have just eaten an excessive amount of... So it takes energy mm-hmm. to digest our food. Yeah. And it takes... And it changes our blood sugar levels. So if you haven't eaten all day or you've just eaten a little bit because you're trying to save for the feast, mm-hmm. your blood sugar is like really low and then all of a sudden you just dump a bunch of food in there yeah. and your body's like using a bunch of its energy to digest in a crazy amount of food, <laughs> that more likely is why you're tired from what I've heard. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It says even foods like nuts, cheese, beef contain more tryptophan than turkey. Um, I know it's kind of fun to make jokes around Thanksgiving weekend, mm-hmm. like, oh, how was Thanksgiving? And you say, trip to fantastic. <laughs> um, it's just, it's, it, there's no truth to it, folks. Uh- <laughs> Bring on the turkey. Yeah. Or just nap after. I mean, okay. yeah, there, there's no one saying you can't take a nap. Oh, you just don't have to make a scientific excuse because it's not real. Just say, look, it's a holiday. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful and I'm going to go to sleep. Well, this one, it says, if you go outside with your hair wet, you'll get sick. That kind of goes along with a lot of, uh, I'm sure a lot of us moms have had older ladies. Mm-hmm. If our kids don't have shoes on. Oh, yeah. Say stuff about getting sick. Did you know? <laughs> Maybe this is a myth too. But um, being barefoot outside actually builds your immune system. Oh, I bet. Well, you got to ground. Well, you got to ground. I don't know about the, I, I don't know what kind of myth 
level this is. Right. But the ions in the world, the well, ions in the earth, you need to connect, connect to your the chakra. soil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And align. Um, and I feel like, yeah, it's like on Mary Poppins when she's like, children who get the feet wet have to take the medicine. Um, right. It's like, it, it is, it was burned into these people. Yeah. It was like, again, maybe it started with somebody who wanted their kids to not go out and get not wet. Go, and the, yeah. Puddles. Right. Or get their hair all wet that they just washed or whatever. So mm-hmm. they're like, don't go outside. But mm-hmm. cold, cold actually has never really been correlated to getting cold. Right. In fact, like Scandinavians, oh, they, they believe they in put the their children, they, they bundle their children up as like 10 month olds and put them in or the, less. And, yeah. Or newborns and like put them out into the frigid Scandinavian winter to nap, uh, to nap so that they builds their like strong lungs. Mm-hmm. So that anything to do with it, it's like you catch yourself a cold. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Oh, our friend Aaron has a saying, you find the cold or a cold finds you. She believes in going, like going, going out, out in the, the cold, cold mm-hmm. to build up. Same to, thing with cold plunges to bolster your immune system. Mm-hmm. Well, this thwarts every plot driving device in Regency romance. <laughs> Sue me. I like to listen to Jane Austen on audiobook. Okay, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> and I probably would like every, it. I just never have. Every love story is driven by by someone has taken a walk to the Wellingtons' home. Okay, and a storm rolls in Mm. and they got rained on Mm. and they catch their death of cold and they have to be in bed at the Wellington's home now. And um, they're reading a different kind of novel. (laughs) And the eldest Wellington son is home from his travels abroad Mm -hmm. and he's helping nurse Oxford. Yeah. Helping nurse this ill woman who got a cold in the rain back to health and they fall in love. And if he falls in love with you, when you've caught the The death death of cold, cold, then he'll love you through everything. Right. And so it just, it's a, it, it's like, almost, now she has tuberculosis. Ex- yes. Every no. single no, love sir, story plot is because like, yeah, someone somehow got Caught wet and is now sick. <laughs> yeah. It is. I promise you that. And so I'm like, <laughs> great. These, these, these love stories would have never happened. You guys, but medical science has come far since then. So I uh-huh. think it's time we let that one go. <laughs> it's true. But they had to give them some way to be ill. Right. In the presence of the love interest. <laughs> and they were like, how about they get rained on? Yeah. <laughs> how about they stepped through a puddle? You know what's sexy? Rhinovirus. <laughs> Tuberculosis. <laughs> Influenza. <laughs> All right. Here's a myth that I can appreciate on okay. a busy dinner night. Okay. Microwaving your food is bad for you because it kills nutrients. Have you heard that? Yeah. It says, and also gives radiation that can cause cancer. Right. Which that's not part of this. So unfortunately, we might live with that. <laughs> Debunk that one um, at your own time. But um, I don't have time to get into it. But this one says that microwave ovens heat and cook your food by stimulating its molecules. The energy is converted into heat. While it is true that microwave ovens produce electromagnetic radiation, okay. there are many different types of radiation. Electromagnetic radiation is not associated with harmful types of radiation such as nuclear energy, and it does not increase your risk of cancer. This this explanation is getting very fancy. I know, but comforting. Yeah. Even so, as a safety precaution, microwave ovens are made with shields and screens to contain the radiation within where it's needed. Mm-hmm. Um, if the door does not close or is broken, you should consider getting a new one. <laughs> it just says, but furthermore, scientific evidence suggests that microwaving food does not reduce its nutrient levels. Great. Nutrient content. Mm-hmm. 
In fact, all forms of cooking reduce the nutrient content to some extent, with the main factors being temperature, cooking time, and method of cooking. As microwave cooking times are generally shorter and use lower temperatures than other forms of cooking, this means lesser nutrients are lost from shorter heat exposure and the minimal amount of liquid needed for microwaving food prevents too much nutrients from leaking out. Hey, so, so it's the opposite. Yeah. Um, why is this a myth? Like, why did people start telling this lie? Because they wanted people to start cooking real food. <laughs> and again, well, yeah, again, some, some we want like, to blame... On. We want to blame the technology, the technology on like mm-hmm. higher cancer rates and stuff. And mm-hmm. again, I'm not, I don't know what I'm talking about for real, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying generally what type of, generally what type of food are you microwaving? Probably not ultra healthy food. Right. Like, uh-huh. um, and so I think a lot of that maybe just comes from your lifestyle, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so I don't know. So you had your controversial one. I'm going to have to say mine. My detox one. Um, yes, because listen, Okay. I try to eat clean too. I really do. Okay. But I think that the organic thing is really... Oh, there's a myth that it's just a sticker they put on stuff to charge more. (laughs) So this myth is organic food is pesticide-free and more nutritious. Yeah. Well, I hate to break it to you guys, but organic food is not free of pesticides and it isn't necessarily better for you. According Uh to Business Insider, farmers who grow organic produce are permitted to use chemicals that are naturally de- derived and in some cases are actually worse for the environment than their synthetic counterparts. However, pesticide levels on both organic and non-organic foods are so low that they aren't a concern for consumption according to the USDA. Now, okay. people will come at me after this and say the USDA is crooked and, that, <laughs> and you know all those sorts of things. They are poisoning us. They're allowing us to have poison. Right. I mean, that will be the answer. That will be mm-hmm. what people say. But I'm just saying... I think this is a comforting one to debunk because sometimes we just see the sticker uh-huh. or see the word organic uh-huh. and, and we, we pay $3 more uh-huh. or whatever and we just assume we're good. Yeah. I'm just telling you, it's not always that way. Don't let yourself be guilted if you or, or feel super pressured to buy organic because it may or may not be... Sounds that, like the jury's out. The, the jury's out on whether it's better. And it sounds like according to this... It may, may not, not be really. Yeah. Right. Um, Don't so come at us just unless you're like growing your own food. Uh huh. You can't really know where it's coming from, is what I'm saying. So yeah. you can't just trust organic. Yeah. Means organic means the same thing as the other one that says organic. I yeah. guess is the point. Well, this is a a funny myth, and it makes me think of like all the movies. Uh-huh. It says myth. It takes time to trace a call, so keep that kidnapper talking. You know, we've all. <laughs> I'm just picturing the people wait with, with the headphones what? with the headphones and the tape is going. Brit, and they I do always that. thought I could. You're kind of like, not that I ever want to be in this situation. <laughs> you thought that you would be excellent at keeping the yes. kidnapper on the phone. Have you heard me talk? <laughs> Absolutely. Wait a minute. 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 Wait, wait, Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Wait a minute. <laughs> no, I just, I'm a talker and I tend to elicit people to talk as well. Like FBI, Put me in, coach. No, don't. I don't want that kind of pressure. And I don't want to know about all the crap that goes on. But I always, watching those, you watch the show and you're like, come on, man. Get it together, man. You're being way too emotional. You're starting to yell at them. You're letting them get to you. Yeah. Be calm. Say, that, sorry, I can't hear you. Oh, the, hang on. I, I really want to hear what you have to say. You know what I mean? Like, they, they got to get it together. But that's not real. Apparently. 
It says that calls are automatically traced. Thanks to enhanced 911, landline calls are instantly paired to an address. This is so emergency responders will immediately know where an urgent call is coming from in case the caller is unable to speak. And cell phones aren't any more secure because today the FBI can track and remotely turn on any cell phone and even use it as a microphone to spy on people. I mean... We all, we all knew, knew that, that, right? Yeah, I was hoping we that would be a myth we would debunk, but no, we're just uncovering no more luck. truths. Um, <laughs> well, but I do feel comfort. I just watched a show on like Netflix or something, and mm-hmm. it was a Jake Gyllenhaal show, <laughs> and he it's like a recent one. Okay, and he is a nine one one operator, oh, operator, yeah. uh-huh. and a girl calls, a woman calls, and her ex husband has taken her. Okay, and they like can not track the oh. van. <laughs> For the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. That's like the premise. Yes. And so now I'm like, that was just all a lie. And I was, my heart was racing. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal. You're such a liar. Yeah. And like. We knew that all too well already. And um, they thought it was like. Get anyway. it? Yeah. <laughs> so I've always thought that. I Give always- the dang scarf back, Jake. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. I'm ready for poor Jake to just get some heat off of him and maybe get to the John Mayer era of her life. But yeah, I'm just picturing um, people with headphones that are doing that circle with the, with the hand, keep going. I yeah. lost him. We lost him. Dang it. <laughs> okay. Well, this one again might be a little bit hot topic, so we'll just read it and see what we think. Okay. Sugar, the myth is that sugar makes kids hyper. I mean, it feels true. It feels true. Cause, Cause it, it is, is true. true. Sleepless yes, in Seattle. Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> Women are more likely to get killed by a terrorist than to get, get married, married over the age of 40. <laughs> That statistic is not, not true. true. It is not true. It feels true. It feels true because it is true. <laughs> anyway, it says sugar isn't good for kids. Right. That's it's not, not good for saying. any of us. But research shows the sweet stuff won't cause them to act out or hurt their schoolwork or make them unable to focus. Since many parents believe there's a link, though, they expect their kids to behave badly after eating sugary food. So they're primed to notice if it happens. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because all of a sudden you're like, self the sugar. Self-fulfilling prophecy. Well, or yeah, confirmation you, bias. They might have done that stuff before. They were naughty all along, folks. <laughs> but blame the sugar because your kid's psycho. Um, <laughs> no, and I think a lot of times when they're eating more sugar, they're like at what? a birthday yes, party, a birthday party, Halloween, Christmas, Christmas, Easter. All these family members are around, kids, cousins, and, fun, and, and so like presents. that. That's all just overstimulating. And then uh-huh. we, again, you you, it's like it's like you blame the microwave, you blame the sugar, and uh-huh. it's like how about just. What's happening around us? <laughs> the, the environment we're yeah, in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Well, we've all heard the saying, blind as a bat. Yeah. Does So, bats are not blind. I don't I know. I thought they had like night vision only. Oh, well, I thought, <laughs> as I say it out loud. Well, I'm like, honestly, like, I've heard that phrase my whole life, but never did I ever think that like bats were like 100% blind. Uh-huh. But it's a saying, so it must be a really common misconception. Mm-hmm. Um, the beloved rat of the sky is not as sightless. Sick. Ew, uh, that is the perfect description for bats. <laughs> Rats of the sky. Barf. Rats with wings. Like, I'm dying. Yeah. That's- I hate bats. I hate rats. <laughs> and cats and, and hats, hats and, and baseball mats. bats. And- um, it says, as the popular sayings would have you believe, like blind as a bat, they do use echolocation to get around, yeah. but their eyes are still functional. Studies have shown that the blindest living organisms, in fact, are NFL referees. <laughs> Who wrote this crap? <laughs> now, uh- now I don't believe it, Bray. You're going to need to find another study on that. <laughs> okay, this one's another great true crime one. 
So have you heard the myth of you have to wait 24 hours before filing a missing persons report? I have, but there's no way I would and ever again, follow I'm- it. <laughs> if somebody in my life is missing, and I hope also myself included, yeah. <laughs> um, you call the police stat. They're just like watching it tick. They're like, 58 more minutes. <laughs> I think what it, again, it's the movies. Yeah. Because you see these desperate people going into this police department and then they portray this lazy fat cop. It's like, yeah, like it's only been you gotta wait, you gotta wait 24 hours before you can report them missing. Yeah. We got bigger fish to fry. Okay. They're probably just, they're probably just went on a little joy ride. They're on a bender. <laughs> <laughs> Are you portraying every cop in law and order SVU? Yeah. <laughs> And they're like, oh, if they're an adult, you have to wait this long. But like, unless you have a reason to believe, like you saw them being dragged into a trunk and then you can like, (laughs) then you can report them missing before 24 hours. But according to this, BuzzFeed, it says, um, in fact, by federal law, missing juveniles must be listed as missing within two hours of the report, no matter how recently they've gone missing. And then it says there's no waiting period for reporting any missing person. Well, this one also is like a movie style myth. Okay. It says being a hitman requires a special skill set like Liam Neeson. I've, I've never pers- thought that. I've I have watched way too many like skills. Datelines um where like the, the dumbest hit- people. Yeah. They grab like the the crack addict. And yeah. it's like it needs money. Yeah. But that has a big mouth. <laughs> Unless you're talking about like a government hitman. Well that's what I mean. In this picture on this myth shows James Bond. Oh okay. But it's I was like talking about fact. like if like your the wife wants to like yeah, like kill the husband. They always pick the worst people. Yeah, the worst source. That could could be paid off with the a bagger hot dog. at the Piggly Wiggly. Yeah, you know. But it says fact: fancy hitmen don't exist in the real world. Yeah, right. That actually come. No, well, then this comforts me because it says who? Who wrote this? The FBI. <laughs> they come on CIA trying to cover up. Yeah, their particular hitmen. It's like there's no such thing, you guys. Come on. <laughs> I mean, after I watched the most recent Mission Impossible, I was like, how does everybody in this movie have like martial arts skills, sniper skills, <laughs> car chase skills, yeah. um, undoing a bomb detonator skills? <laughs> yeah, like there were some parts in that movie where Tom Cruise, he was handcuffed to a car while it was in the subway tunnel and the subway was coming mm-hmm. and all of a sudden... He he's, got himself out of the handcuffs. He's in the streets of Italy with a steering wheel still handcuffed to himself. Magician skills. But he made it out <laughs> of the subway train that was coming literally 10 feet away. <laughs> a UK study of hitmen showed that the stereotype of the suit-wearing surgical master assassin is far from the truth. Most hitmen are average Joes, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. Um like the Piggly Wiggly guy. Right. <laughs> They're usually first-time <laughs> local individuals who are so hard up for money, mm-hmm. they can't even leave the area after the kill. So they're going to be still working their job and the police can question them very easily. Incidentally, they're also, they also get caught a lot. Yeah, so, but, I feel like but, but, yeah, more but, often than not, because they are picking people that are desperate. That they know are going to maybe take them up on the offer. Right. <laughs> well, I'm coming up with all these like movie ones. You can't trick a scanner with a severed hand. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, <laughs> like are you talking about, or like an eyeball? Yes. In the disgusting. movies where they like take the dead man's eye head and like, or take the dead man's body and like, like open his eye, up. pry his eye open uh-huh. and like <laughs> retinal scan it. It just says biometric scanners check the capillary flow through the hand. So if ain't not blood just, ain't flowing. Yeah. Not you just ain't the- going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tom Cruise. Uh- <laughs> so foolish. <laughs> well this has been fun you guys we hope that you are um 
getting your brain juices flowing a little bit. Maybe you're thinking harder about the stuff that you have lived your life by. I'm or hopefully <laughs> a little less hard. Hopefully it's made you, because a lot of these things I think you've let ruminate and worry you. Yeah. Like, oh no, I can't go in the pool and I can't shave and I can't eat that sugar and I can't, <laughs> well, and, and this is like all in one afternoon. Right. And um, we saw like a thing that or I saw like a reel that, that was like why millennials are stressed. And it was going through all these myths and all mm-hmm. these things that we grew up believing, like you leave the dome light on and, and you know, you get in a wreck or you're going to go to jail. And, and if someone's missing, you just can't hang, call hang them tight. Cause <laughs> yeah. And so maybe hopefully now after this fact finding adventure, mm-hmm. um, you <laughs> maybe don't have to think as much and just say, Hey, throw a little caution to the wind. To the wind. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then maybe you can just say, well, even if it does someday, you'll laugh about this. <laughs> All right, you guys keep gabbing along with us. Thanks for being here. Uh, keep following us on Instagram at gabfest underscore gals so that we can get some more content for upcoming episodes and fun stories. If you have any ideas for upcoming episodes, uh, like subjects, let yeah. us know. We'll always take them. And the, we usually guess that when you throw us an idea, you generally have a story to go with it. Yes. So, so send both things. And chances are other people have a story. Have a similar story. So like that. All right. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Who's going to throw away pre-made honey butter? <laughs> Sounds good. It's like, you want to talk about blasphemy. <laughs> Throwing, Throwing away like, perfectly good. Lando Lakes. <laughs> well, I mean, what kind of butter do you think is on movie theater popcorn? Listen, Brent. We could no, look and then up. Kids, we could look up. And then kids get inappropriate and say, all day, all day I dream about S. Oh, who, what kids? Playground kids. So you heard this on the playground. Yes. The other one. Yeah. Okay. Well, Both. this was new to me. Both so ways. Apparently... You were hanging out with the hoodlums. <laughs> you know me. If anyone's still naming their child Adolf, I don't feel bad for you <laughs> about anything. But I do feel bad for your children. Yes. I have never been to space. Or in China. In case you're wondering. <laughs> or China. And read a couple books about the Scandinavian... Higa? Is it Higa? I don't know. It's just different for anybody. I just say Huga. The universe really hates you. Yes. I already knew that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I wasn't top of the list.